You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, a live talk radio broadcast, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And now for your on-air host, Christopher Albert. Hello there, everyone. Happy Monday. You are listening to The Junkie Jam Hour. Of course, I am your host, Christopher Albert, and you are listening to us on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn, of course, is the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City's artists, broadcasters, DJs, you name it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is Radio Free Brooklyn's goal to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities. Now, on the Junkie Jam Hour, it is my objective to share and highlight the artistic and creative journeys behind the impressive projects and contributions of some of today's most talented and groundbreaking artists, entrepreneurs, and professionals of all kinds, all of whom are so dedicated to bringing joy to others. For this one hour, I will do my best to bring joy to them. Now, I have a very special guest today joining me from California. Um, On the phone today, he is no stranger to sharing the joy and magic of music with others as he was surrounded by it his entire life. More specifically, his father was the late legendary rock icon and humanitarian Eddie Money. Inspired by his father, he started off as a drummer before also finding his love and dedication for the art of playing the bass, piano, and guitar. He can do it all and even joined his father on stage as the guitarist playing alongside as a touring member of not just his father's band, but his very own band that just so happened to be comprised of his siblings. Evidently, when it comes to making music, doing so with family has always been a key factor to his continued success. Yet, it has also encouraged him to create engaging and alluring music of his very own. In fact, following his pop contributions of his 2020 sophomore album Blue and debut effort Take Me Down in 2015, he's now set to release his third album, offering music lovers of all kinds more of his uniquely polished brand of tunes that has been described as masterfully crafted lyrics with solid vocals, which includes his latest track entitled Lost, a soulful, gentle pop groove that captures the narrative of the times that we are living in now so perfectly. It talks about our desire for connectedness in a state of isolation. He is as captivating a musician as as much as he is a storyteller. And we'll also discuss his upcoming music that he intently wanted to showcase his increasingly evolving capacity and versatility as a contemporary musician and, of course, songwriter. We'll also talk about his hands-on approach to all the aspects and moving parts of the music business and, of course, of his work, not just producing in the studio or writing the songs, but he also plays the instruments on all the tracks and directs and edits the accompanying videos and media. He didn't just build his music career from the comforts of his famous father's shadow or rest on his laurels. Rather, he built it by being an instrumental part of his father's success and is working hard to earn a place, his rightful place, in the artistry of music for himself. Please join me 
In welcoming to the Junkin Jam our singer, songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist, the self-described music nerd himself, we have Mr. Des Money. Hello, Des. Hey, Christopher. Thanks so much for having me. Really happy to be here. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Trip. The honor is, of course, all mine. Now, of course, for those of you tuning in, you can listen to us live right now on www.radiofreebrooklyn.com and, of course, on www.junkandjam.com. We have a lot to talk about, Des. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's start from the yeah. beginning. Not, you know, We don't have to get peel back too many layers, but you grew up in Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What yeah. was your childhood like? I'm in like, Malibu right? right now. What was that? You're in Malibu. I'm in Malibu right now. Love yeah. it. Love it. We're not jealous. We're happy for you. What was your childhood like? Because, you know, you're only one of five kids. Um, and as someone who grew up with five siblings myself of all ages, different periods of life, I know how much fun it can be and as well a nightmare, unless everyone has their own bedrooms and bathrooms, of course. It must have been a wild ride. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, as uh, I'm, I'm the fourth of five children, so I've always been the one that's kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah. And so I tend to be the one that kind of, there's a lot of characters in my family. So I try to keep everything really balanced and, you know, try to make sure everyone comes to me when something goes wrong. And they, they always want ah. to take their side. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so then. Uh, you know, it's always been a lot to balance with, when it comes with that, when it comes to that. But uh, we've always been very musical and I've been very yes. blessed to have a family that's always very involved with music. So. We're always just jamming together and, you know, we have a good time. So. And, and, and we always, well, I always say, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, just a broken record. You know, it's, it's such a blessing that you don't, you never had to look outward. And even though there's plenty of arts programs and music programs, um, you never had to look outward for inspiration. You just found it at home. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's how I see it. It's music's all around us, so. I just try to try to take inspiration from everything all around me, and uh, yeah, I'm really grateful to have such a great family. So you said that a lot of your siblings came to you while growing up. Which sibling were you, by the way? Were you the best friend? Were you the tattletale, a good example, a bully, or were you the peacemaker? <laughs> I'm I'm kind of the peacemaker. Yeah, you know, I try to keep everything chill around here, and yeah, because you know, there's so many characters, like I was saying. So you never know when someone might be you know in a mood or something like that or they might have something going on so they come to me and uh i do my best to try to give them my best advice even though i don't know everything either but of course not i just try to yeah i try to keep it try to keep it cool and make sure everybody's you know happy and good to go <laughs> yeah and of course we all learn from each other now your parents were big beatles fans apparently um you guys were named after beatles songs and and even your middle name is lennon yeah yeah yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually named after Obla Di Obla Da, and uh, yeah, my <laughs> brother's uh, Julian from Hey Jude. Yeah. So, yeah, we've always really loved the Beatles, and uh, they're probably they're one of our favorite bands, and uh, oh, we, we're always listening to them in the car growing up and everything, yeah. so we just love the Beatles so much. I love that. Now, growing up, uh, your father, uh, Eddie Money, was always away on tour a lot, right? That's That's not even... You know, right. we don't even know how to. That's the only way to describe it. What can you tell us about having a parent that was always away on tour? Was it scary? Was it exciting? Oh well, I was just very used to it. One of my first memories was actually playing drums. Yeah, his yes. Songs. I, I always wanted to be in his band, 
So even when he was away, I would I would play drums to his songs, and it would feel like we were hanging out. Yeah. Um, just because like I was with him through the music and everything like that. So that's kind of how I started getting into music. Was just uh, you know, it brought it brought me closer to my dad, closer to my family, and everything. And we just loved it so much, and it's what we were good at doing. So I was really um, happy to be able to finally get on stage with him after all those years. Yeah. Yeah. Open up for him and play in his band. That was a lot of fun. I love that. Now, what would you say got you to to pick up the drums? I mean, was it your way of showing your father how much you appreciated his artistry? Obviously, he influenced you. Was it his way of sharing music with you, or did you just figure, okay, this is a great way to get his attention? <laughs> um, it was actually one of my first memories. Was just like I was in the middle of a drum lesson with my dad's drummer, so I was always really right blessed to be able to have his the people in his band teaching me everything and you know they're all professionals and i was like so lucky to have them as my teachers so um yeah that was one of my first memories was playing drums so yeah. it was always just kind of ingrained in me it was uh the rhythm was always something that i was always you know kind of uh inclined you, you had a uh a built-in metronome <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so now, and then my little brother plays drums too. Right. So yeah. We were always just jamming together. So, um, you know, eventually you got into, you know, you also play the bass, the piano, the guitar. I know you say you you learn how to play songs by ear. Yeah, a lot of the times I just, um, you know, if it sounds right, obviously theory helps a lot. Too, yes. But, right. Um, when I first started playing, coming from a just being a drummer. I was uh, moving from drums to piano and just kind of using my ear and, you know, use the rhythm to kind of find where the notes are. But, um, you know, theory uh, eventually definitely helps. But oh, yeah. at first I was just kind of playing by ear and feeling everything out. And, yeah. I, I uh, mean, just going by inspiration. <laughs> obviously, music was always so natural for you. But of course, learning the language of music, something completely different and obviously makes you a better artist. Right. Yeah. It helps to kind of know the terms of everything to just right. you know, help help to you know navigate towards in the musical world but yeah so now you talked about of course eventually going on to tour with your father being part of his band of playing guitar um in contrast to what you knew of your father before being on stage with him right he was always away what were some of the things that you were surprised to learn firsthand Maybe not just about him, but also about the music business itself. Uh, one thing when we first um, started playing in his band, we had a lot of people that were, you know, kind of uh, haters and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, kids on stage, you know, they were going to suck, blah, blah, blah. But like we really had it in us to uh, show them, you know, like how good we were and that we've been doing this our whole lives. So right. one and, thing and that my dad surprised me with was how much we were practicing every single day yes. the same songs over and over and over. Yes. It was just like, yeah. It's but a lot of discipline. Just, uh, yeah, it's all about just having it down as much as possible and, uh, you know, getting to know the songs like the back of your hand. And he taught me all about just how much it takes to practice um, the same songs over and over again to just be comfortable with the playing the songs on stage. And, you know, we, we always take it for granted that we always see the end product. And as an artist, as a musician, as a painter, as a filmmaker, whatever it is, it is your job to make it look so seamless. And that's why it looks that way at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's always a lot going on. Uh, 
internally and everything but my dad taught us to just once you're on stage just to have fun and uh you know let loose yes and and you are a musician by heart but in terms of being you know your father had a a big presence he was definitely you know just his personality was huge and in comparison to him you do seem and and a little a little shyer in fact your father said you reminded him of elvis there's a sexy shyness about you <laughs> how yeah, has always been a little bit more you know low-key than my yeah. dad he's always been so he was always so larger than life and everything you know he came from brooklyn which was you know yes. so cool that um we're doing this um because i was happy that we're doing the radio show with brooklyn because my dad's from there yes so, yes i was yeah, born I and raised it, in brooklyn uh, myself <laughs> right on yeah i love that um yeah so it was, he just has that like larger than life thing that he had all about him so i was just uh lucky enough to just learn from him as much as i could yes yes shout out to the mahoney family in brooklyn now um <laughs> we're just full of sound effects here uh how has you know you were on stage for so many years you know has that helped you not only come out of your shell a little bit more but has it shaped your personality oh yeah definitely uh you know i learned to become more comfortable on stage and uh really our one of our first shows i think it was maybe our second show ever was our hometown show is uh, it's at this place called the canyon club <laughs> where it's like all of our friends and family always come and there was a technical difficulty during our first song where the mic went out and there's all this of feedback and probably like the worst thing that could happen <laughs> in one of our first shows yeah and that really we learned a lot from that and after that i was never shy coming on stage after that it was just kind of i learned that you know you just got to roll with the punches and and uh the show must go on and that's part of earning your your stars and stripes exactly yeah now i'm grateful for those times yes now. now of course just not just playing the guitar in your father's band you've also you know put together your own band with um des money in the phase uh brother julian again uh, mentioned him on the drums your sister jesse incredible voice she lended her incredible vocal talents to it as well why was making music with your siblings important to you uh, it was something that I was always just, you know, I was always surrounded by them. And whenever I'm making music, they're just, they're around as well. So, yeah, um, they're, they're always on my mind and I, I see them every day. So <laughs> it's, uh, we're also musical. So it's like, um, it's a no brainer, kind of like a why not kind of thing. Yeah. And my sister's kind of has that thing that my dad had. Yes. Where she really gets the crowd going. She'll be screaming to the person in the back of the, of the audience and just being, getting them, getting them going, you know, yes. she's kind of like the hype the hype man of the group yes <laughs> like the flavor flavor i guess i love that <laughs> yeah uh, have that yeah because i keep it more low-key but that's cool i mean i mean listen we it's what makes us all whole we all feed off of each other we all feed off each other's energy and we shouldn't expect all of us to be the same right we have to learn from each other and especially siblings everyone attains their own personalities and their own energy Exactly. And and all of yeah. that, all of those ingredients is what makes a successful contribution is the invitation of of everyone's different point of view. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's well put, definitely. So, now you of course you all opened up for dad as well. What was that like? I mean, you you had to open up for him and then you ran back <laughs> to be on the guitars again once he was was on. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. Some people would kind of, um, you know, it, it seemed like it would take a long time, but it it actually kind of time just flew by when of, we were on stage. As, you know, of course, as it does. Ninety minute sets, and it was just so fun. You know, um, sometimes we would have some guy. There would always be some drunk dude in the crowd. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> if we were opening up, there would be like Eddie, Eddie in the middle of our song. Yeah. But uh, we just kind of kept it cool, and it was another thing that we learned how to roll with the punches. And there's always going to be some jerks in the crowd. And it's it's funny to think. To sh- shut them out. Yeah, I, I wonder if they knew they were actually heckling his children. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but you know, uh, it's all good. Absolutely. Again, you know, you're you're you're. This is part of not just your training, but this is you earning your own way into music and getting a lot of those experiences that not many people get today, you know, and, and, and I know you, we spoke, well, you wrote, wrote about this a little bit in our questionnaire before um, the show, not just in learning the craft of music, you know, you could turn on YouTube, you can find instructions, you can find a masterclass without even leaving your door, right? But there's nothing like actually on location, earning your way on stage, you know, not just making mistakes, but you know, there's, there's technical glitches, as you mentioned, there's all of these things that make you seasoned and polished. Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, you could prepare as as much as you possibly can and, there could be something just random that happens, like a glitch, and um, you know it, stuff can go wrong. But you just got to learn how to keep the show going and make sure everybody's happy. <laughs> so, not many people know this, but Eddie Money, your father, tried following in his grandfather's and father's and his brother's footsteps. Uh, he wanted to become, you know, a New York City police officer. Obviously, he left to pursue a career in music. Thankfully. As the NYPD did not allow him to grow his hair long, he said, I couldn't see myself in a police uniform for 20 years of my life with short hair. I want to talk, this is really silly, but how important was he? I mean, yes, he's a rock star. How important was hair to him? And how important is it to you now? Because you yourself, you've got a great, beautiful, lush hair on your head. Yeah, I mean, you know, hair's always been uh, pretty important to the Money family. My yeah. Dad, I don't think I ever saw him really with short hair. He was always kind of keeping his hair long. But every time he would see me with long hair, he'd be like, hey, you got to cut your hair, you know? No. His <laughs> hair was long. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that's just, you know, what dad's for, I guess. And uh, Yeah, he was always, he always kind of had that, um, you know, um, everything that his dad taught him, he kind of was like that at, at times with us but uh got it yeah got I'm, it. I'm glad that he he changed the uh, tradition and turned it into a rock family <laughs> right you know also you know when your father was starting out he also was in a band they fired him because they didn't want a police officer in their group um and his own father your grandfather on his side was not happy with his decision to play music your dad despite his own father's discontent, proceeded to enjoy, you know, a phenomenal music career. Was there anything you ever did that your father didn't like or understand, but you decided, you know what, I'll prove it to him anyway? Uh, you know, just little things like, you know, he would tell me certain song structures. Uh, for example, ah. my song Wings. Yeah. He was like, oh, the, the verse is too long. Maybe get to the chorus quicker. <laughs> certain things like that. And then, you know, I, I was kind of like telling him, you know, I got to walk down my own 
musical path. And, right. You know, make my own decisions. So, uh, you know, it's it's great to get his advice um, from from everything like that, and I'm really grateful to have had all of that experience with him. Absolutely. But yeah, um, it it gets to a point where I have to make my own decisions. Right. Uh, whatever I feel is right, I have to go with. We love that, and 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 you know. And obviously, your dad was very, and and that's what happens in in music, right? You, p- part of being so adept at it, and you you know you learn what what plays on the radio, not just what you're gonna play for yourself, right? And and maybe your father was just a little thinking in terms of formula. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it have it's it got me to start thinking about formulas a little bit more. Yeah. How um, each song can have its own formula to be able to you know make it happen but yeah it's uh there's a, there's definitely so much that goes into it and i was really happy to have all these great teachers growing up so speaking of you know while your father was away um you know you started creating your your own music uh with your father's bass player and you know your father was just blown away by it were you nervous when I showed my dad my song the first time, yeah, I was kind of, I didn't know what to expect, really, because he's very, he was always very larger than life, and he would let you know if it wasn't good, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember the first time I showed him, I was like 19 or something, because I was always used to being in the back of the band, being the drummer, being yeah. quiet, and just, you know, minding my own business. But when I showed him the first song, he was kind of, you know... Um, nervously messing with like the air conditioning and stuff in the car and like, whoa what's going on here <laughs> but, uh, it was cool. I, could, I could tell i kind of surprised him you know yes and, uh, he enjoyed it and ever since then um you know i've just been doing my, my best to make him proud and right. uh, keep the family tradition going we love that we love that and and of course your father has dubbed you a pretty damn good songwriter which is the greatest compliment anyone could receive right <laughs> Right, yeah, that's awesome. So, Des, I'm going to shut up. We are going to listen to your latest single, Lost, from your third album, and we'll talk a little bit about that, um, if that's all right with you. Cool. Yeah, that's so, good. Thanks so much. You guys hang out. You are listening to the Junkie Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we are joined, of course, by singer, songwriter, recording artist, producer extraordinaire Des Money this is his latest entitled Lost Is there anybody out there I feel it getting colder The days are getting longer Out here all alone Is there anybody out there I'm having trouble breathing my head is underwater How must stay afloat Is there anybody out there? Is there anybody out there? I can see your signal Burning through the sky Burning through the sky I can see your shadow Running through the night Step into the light 
didn't get the memo Thought I heard an echo Calling out my name Is there anybody listening? Did you get the message? Sending SOS All across the way Is there anybody listening? Listening to the Junkie Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Lost, of course, by Des Money. Such a dope track. Thanks, man. We love that. <laughs> really great song. Let me, let me tell you. <laughs> you know, and especially with, you know, with everything and, and coming out of lockdown very slowly as we are, you know, my husband right. is just like, you do you, I don't need to be involved. <laughs> Sometimes we do, you know, we feed <laughs> off of each other, we ask each other for advice. This is the one show and, and, and you know, we play some, uh, you know, I'm so honored to have a platform to play some great music by 
you know, some amazing underground artists, but he loved, he loves this song. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm, glad, I'm really glad. That's, that made my day. <laughs> so now, Dancing About Architecture magazine called it a gorgeous piece of pop. We agree. You wrote the song within 24 hours, just as quarantine was beginning uh, last year. Um, you said Lost, uh, Lost reflects the isolation throughout the past year around the pandemic. What was, you know, and, and we're going to break down some of the lyrics, but what was the overall inspiration behind the song lyrically and melodically? And why did you feel like it needed to be made? Uh, well, uh, I, it's just the song that I started off with, actually the theme, which I don't usually do. I started off with the title of the song. Okay. It was just, uh, I just, I happened to write the at first. And so something in the instrumental was just kind of, um, it had that vibe to it, you know, this kind of mysterious vibe to it. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to further explore that. So I, I wanted to match the lyrics with what was going on sonically. And yeah. just, you know, I came up with that. And yeah, it's like you were saying, it happened right at the beginning of quarantine. So everybody was pretty unsure of what was going to be happening. And we were all just trying to connect in, you know, the ways that, we you know the new ways of connecting so everybody was just doing their best to try to you know keep um interactions everything everything became kind of uh i felt like everybody was on their own desert island at one point yeah i mean uh, you know everybody's trying to navigate this moment and you know and obviously we had who knew what would it, what it was going to be, how long it would take, how it would affect our families, how it would affect ourselves, our neighbors, um, and even our neighbors in India, right? It's still affecting them. Right. You stated, you know, you much like you said, you know, you felt like everybody was on their own desert island. And, and, and people were trying to find or communicate with anybody as much as they could. Right. And, and of course, now that people have gotten so used to being isolated for so long you know there is you know a longing for human interaction and and to get back to normal but even still i'm like i'm not always pulling you know we're fully vaccinated but i'm not always ready to pull down my mask and say i want to i want to say hello to everyone (laughs) hello how are you exactly yeah yeah it's it's, uh it's kind of in the middle of that it's like we want to get we want things to go back to normal but we also want to stay safe and, uh, you know, now we're kind of used to the masks and everything. And uh, I don't know. It's, but, uh, we'll see how we'll see how it, it all works out. But. but now in Malibu, you know, you're driving around in cars. Are you guys like, you know, honking and smiling at each other and greeting each other in the morning? I mean, obviously, every it's the shared frustration of traffic, of course. But it's so trivial yeah. in compared to what we've all just been through. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we're all still, you know, everything's still kind of slowly opening yeah. back up around here. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's little by little, uh, you know, we're getting back to um, some type of normal. But Some type uh, of normal. Yeah, I don't think every, anything will be the same after that. But Right. Well, um, you yeah, know, you, and, and we talk about your father a lot, and I want to talk about that. But, you know, and your father passed away of, of esophageal cancer just in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have this happening, and, and not just in 2020, other people have lost their fathers, their mothers, their sisters, their brothers, which is, you know, right. just on top of everything, right? 
So, right, it's that, is there ever going to be a normal and, and is there ever going to be a time and you know, and you take as much time and however it is to process, to mourn, to grieve, to remember, to celebrate that life as well. And, and, and it's, it could be so overwhelming and it could be right. easy to get yeah. trapped in ourselves, in our own mind, in our own head. Definitely. So, so what yeah, has I, been, I totally agree. what has been your personal experience in terms of feeling isolated and what tools of communication have you used during this time to help you connect? Um, well, really, I just, what, the, most of the time when I was staying isolated, or still am, I've just been, uh, just in the studio, really, yeah. uh, just at home. I haven't really been going out too much, to be honest, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, that's my, my form of communication really is just creating songs. Music. And, um, I, my, my goal in uh, making music is just to let people know that I'm there for them. Right. Uh, however I can help. Right. My music, uh, and yeah, that's just, but, uh, I've just been trying to make more and more songs like that. Uh, my first album was like a lot of love songs and stuff like that. And um, But I think now I'm trying to get to a point where I want to give people comfort through my music and, yes, you know, let them know we're all in this thing together. And, right. You know, we all feel the same things and, uh, you know, we're all just trying to get through life together. So, And, and yeah. that's the, the, the biggest gift of music is, you know, someone can feel what your not just you know you as an artist emoting through your music and how you're feeling but you're also you know articulating that i as a listener might not have known how to put into words myself right yeah yeah that's something that, that's something that's really cool about music it's uh it's something that you can't really put into words but it's kind of like this magic that um you know it brings us all together which is really cool so, you know, part of the lyrics, I'm, I'm having trouble breathing, my head is underwater, help me stay afloat. It sounds like anxiety, right? You know, it, it isn't a, a call for help, you know, and, right. and we can't always do it on our own, but sometimes we want to, sometimes we try. Why do you think it is hard pe for people to admit or even identify, you know, that they are in need of connection? You know, they're in need of something, of someone to help them grow, they're not able to pull themselves out. Right. I think I think everybody wants to be, you know, strong and independent. Yeah. But I think a big part of life is is us helping each other get through certain, you know, obstacles in life. So, uh, yeah, that's what that that part of the song was about. Is like me reaching out for somebody to ask them for help as well. And you know, we're all here to help each other and pick each other up when we need it. Yeah. Absolutely. So why? Do you feel then it's important, converse, conversely, by the way, to reach out if we do suspect someone is in need of our help, advisement, or guidance? Um, because, you know, there's just, uh, I think if we're just there for each other, then we could, you know, solve a lot of problems. As uh, A lot of times we can get really overwhelmed in our own minds. Yeah. And tend to think that, you know, we're, we're, you know, feeling these things by ourselves and maybe... You know, no one will understand it. Right. I feel like all it does is, all it takes is just talking to somebody about what you, what's on your mind. And, uh, you know, then you realize that a lot of us have the same types of feelings exactly. about certain things. And we're all kind of just trying to get through life together. And um, I think we can really be a lot more helpful to, to each other yeah. than we think. And, and, and also, you know, it's, it's the idea that, you know, 
once we discover that, yes, I've been through this too, and, and this is how I've navigated, and you don't have to start from scratch. <laughs> right, exactly. That's one thing about the TV show that I was happy about. At, at first, I was kind of uncomfortable with, you know, the people with the cameras in my house every yeah. day. And, um, but then the second season, when my dad got sick, you know, right. the show shifted towards a more serious tone. And I had people coming up to me um, later on. They were, they were just happy that we were shining a light on that because they were also going through stuff with yeah. their parents as well. Yes. And so I was able to, like, in a way, help them just by showing them that I'm going through the same thing. And, uh, you know, it made me actually really happy to, to hear that from them. Yes. And, and for those of you listening, Des is talking about the Access show um, entitled Real Money, which followed uh, the lives, of course, of your multi-platinum rock legend father, Eddie Money, and, you know, his children. There's five of you. You guys had eight pets as well. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, the just like any show that, and, and yes, of course, it's produced, you know, it has to be, it's edited, and um, but it did include some very candid mo- moments with, with your father. And, and the, just the joy, just the joy of him, the joy of your family. Obviously, you've all loved each other. Um, and you're also incredibly talented in all your own way. And, and it was um, described as an honest and open, heartfelt, hilarious show <laughs> as it captured, you know, your, your family dynamic. Now, your father said that you guys aren't a typical cookie cutter family, but you guys have a strong sense of love and loyalty for each other that really shines through. And obviously, that's probably what, or it is what your father wanted the world to see. Yeah, exactly. I um, I remember, or I was going through some old baby pictures and stuff like that, and my dad would have us on stage, even as little kids, just running around and I would introduce him as a, I was like three or four years old, just introducing my dad on stage. So he always wanted us to be a part of the show. And so when we were able to do that reality show and then we were able to uh, tour with him, I think he was saying that those were the, some of the best years of his life. Yeah. yeah. That's what he always wanted. He created his own, you know, family band. And uh, we ended up being pretty good. So Yes. <laughs> Don't disappoint me, kid. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> So now, in talking about, you know, Lost, going back to Lost, you've said you've never released a song like this before. And, you know, we, you know you, you've wrote, written songs about love. And, and again, you weren't sure about the reaction. But, but, but you're saying, you know, you're really happy that people have been vibing and enjoying Lost. What has been the reception? It's been great. You know, I was, uh, at first I didn't know how people would react because, you know, I come from a rock family. And my previous mm-hmm, uh, albums mm-hmm. were more rock-oriented. But for this album, I wanted to explore some different sounds. And, you know, I got like the 808s going during the chorus of, of Lost and everything like that. And that's something I hadn't really done before. And I wasn't sure how they would respond to it, but they've been really cool because I think something that they really um, listen to is just the lyrics and right. everything like that. So I, I think as long as the message is there, yeah, they, uh, they really like it, which well, is cool. Let's talk about that message because I know... You know, and working on the new album and the new tracks, you you say that they all have their own vibe, yet they all complement to each other. To me, it sounds like a concept album. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What yeah, is uh, the overall concept or theme that, if you can share it? Um, really, it's just uh, I guess life, just um, kind of uh, 
the album is really just about life and just what we go through. Yeah. And uh, love and loss and trying to be there for each other and yeah, all sorts of things. So it's yeah, it's one of your the things your father said on the show, especially in terms of revealing his uh, diagnosis stage four. He just declared, you know what? I'm going to live for a long time. I don't know how long. You know, it's in God's hands. But I will take every day I can get. Every day above ground is a good day. Right, yeah. Love that. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's all about just the experiences we go through and, and uh, you know, taking it day yes. by day. Yeah. So, so now, aside yeah. from writing, producing, performing all on all the songs, you're also directing, you're editing all the music videos, beautiful videos. You're a beautiful man as well. <laughs> so that helps. Why okay. is it essential for you to be at the helm of all the moving parts of your work and how much of it do you leave open for collaboration? Uh, I'm always open for collaboration. For me, it's just kind of something that I, I needed a music video and so I just, you know, I have some really great friends that help out. My sister helps out with the video. Yeah. And so um, my my good friend Demetrius, he's always on set within, you know, Hollywood all the time. So he's always behind the scenes and he just knows all this stuff and I grew up with him. So he just helps me with all the videos and we just have a lot of fun with it. Um, my early videos, I, I didn't do by myself, but you know, the more you learn. I start to, yeah, the more I learn, I eventually become better and better at it and more comfortable. And it's just a lot of fun to just, you know, learn a new skill. Cause I've always been so involved with music. So, um, you know, learning about the visual side of things and putting it all together is really cool. Yeah. The new media part of it. And, 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 you know, it's, and your father was so such a professional, right? You know, you heard it yeah. in interviews. He knew exactly where each question would land and what that answer was. And and that's just part of, you know, not just branding, but just of branching out and, and how to tell other people and articulate, you know, whatever your project is and getting other people to understand. And of course, you have to make it so succinct too, right? <laughs> Right. That's the music, exactly. that's the video, exactly. that's everything that goes along with it. Um, because apparently people's attention spans are getting smaller and smaller. Um, <laughs> even though I, I like to disagree with that a little bit because, I, you know, I mean, we, if we could all enjoy a good four-hour Snyder cut of something, we all <laughs> totally, still can yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything's made for social media, of course, now too, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's all about that one-minute uh, format fit into the Instagram post or the TikTok. So now uh, you, you... Well, you just mentioned your sister, right? Because you, you guys work together. You built a new studio at home, or is that done? Yeah, yeah, we built the studio at home. We were actually uh, jamming in there just last night. Like, we're in there every day. Of so my, my next goal is to try to make some music with Jess. Yes. And, uh, the interesting challenge with that is that she's kind of like me where she likes to produce some, she likes to make all different types of genres. So we really just got to hone in on, uh, on a couple of things, but it's, uh, you know, she's just so talented. So, um, there's a lot to work with. Yes. Well, you know what? And that's the gift of being so imaginative. And of course, as artists, you have to learn how to keep that curiosity as a child, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. But you can yeah. always edit down. You can't really stretch. Right. So it doesn't sound like it's a bad problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, obviously so you... Just, you know, 
you navigated this time with your family and of course now with your sister how has this time been especially and obviously we know the challenge of being such a creative and you have to make some decisions together but how has it been rewarding for you um because uh you know everybody's just got their own take on what to do creatively so it's good to just have to hear different opinions on things and because you know i i know that i'm not always right so hearing jess's opinion right. on something or maybe julian's opinion because he's you know we all listen listen to different music as well and we have different influences so when we come together um you know there's just a lot of different uh influences that yeah we so yeah a lot to put together that's great. So. That's that's all. That's awesome. And and of course, that's the power of collaboration. It's like we all sometimes get stuck in our own bubble. <laughs> exactly. We need others yeah. to pop it open. Like, no, look, let's move. You know, let me introduce you to this. Yeah, yeah I let in some new ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So now all of you, um, but obviously we're talking about you. You know, you're not just the heirs of rock royalty. You yourself and and your sister and your brother. Um, brothers, you know, you are like the virtuoso of your own incredible career, yet we do, and, and we do spend a lot of time not just talking about you, but of course we talk about your father a lot. You know, on one hand, you are your own man, you are your own musician, on the other, your father's immense presence to the world and to yourself, right, continues to take right. up, you know, a significant space, in, whether it's in discussions, in interviews, some artists might say, look, <laughs> I'm here to talk about me, my journey, my music, yet you <laughs> are adamant that your father was your journey. He was a major influence on your life, so much that your goal has been to make as much of, of an impact on music the way he did. Why is including, I, mean, I have a long question for you, Des, take your time with it. Why has including your father in your story, you know, crediting him with your love for music, you know, so important to you, one. And two, how do you navigate around that, you know, to ensure that your own story of how you found your own voice in the production, you know, your own sound, your own music remains central to your own promotion? Okay, uh, yeah, my, my dad, well, the thing is, since he always involved us in his career, yes, it's something that was just always, we always thought of music and family as kind of like very, you know, intertwined yes and so i never tried to shy away from any of that i remember right when Love i started that. making music everybody was like do you want to be named des mahoney or something i'm like nah i'm des money yeah you know and so i, I always wanted to just be like my dad uh, and uh he was always so cool about having us on stage and not all rock stars had their kids on stage and stuff no. like that so he always was about you know his family and everything like that so he was, it was really cool that he was really proud of us. And so we've always been so proud of him as well. Absolutely. And so it's just my goal to make sure that, you know, maybe the next generation knows the Eddie Money songs as well. Right. And, uh, right. To keep his music going as well. Right. That's important to me. So, but, yeah. Other than your father, we know your mother, Laurie, former model producer, mm -hmm. played a major role in your father's success, just as you all did, right? Especially his sobriety. You know, that not only afforded him, you know, a longer career, but perhaps a longer life, right? Who's to say? How would you right. say your mother has impacted your life as an artist? Oh, she definitely, um, you know, a lot of people, when they're coming up, they have their moms kind of 
helping out with everything. But since my mom was always helping out with my dad's career, yeah, she's very involved with the business, and she always has been. So she just knows her way around the business as well as anybody else. Yeah, and so. But it, except you know we can trust her. <laughs> you know, a lot of the times, especially later on in my dad's career, it's there would be some people that would come and go, and you just didn't really know what their intentions sure. were. Sure, right, right. And, That's understandable. Yeah, was your father a little more? Kind of was your father a little too giving? Yeah, he was buddies with everybody. So, yeah, you know, he. Uh, you just never knew when somebody would come in and try to like take advantage or something like that. So and your my mother mom was not having to read those types of situations. Yeah, you know, those types of situations and everything. I love that. So that, yeah. That- that, that reminds me of me and my husband. He's always like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm always like, I love everybody. I love the world. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Like, yeah, I'm thinking everybody is, you know, all good vibes like I am, but, you know. Right. I, uh, right. You got, you, you got to have someone to tell you that, hey, you know, this person, you got to watch out. Absolutely. I'm going to segue a little bit. It's going to be a weird segue. We're, we're almost out of time. Obviously, you just mentioned it. Time flies, right? When you're having fun. Oh, wow. Um, I'm having so much fun talking to you, Desmoney. Thank you so much. Now, it is well known, and we just talked about it. Your father did have problems with alcohol and cocaine. My own mother had a heroin and crack problem for over 20 years. However, she's now been clean for over 25 years. You know, that makes us the very few lucky children who had parents make a complete turnaround, right? To come out on the other side. Drugs and stimulants can be a way to escape. But so can music. So can love, right? Right. Weird segue. Tell us about your song, Trippin'. <laughs> oh, Trippin'. So Trippin', I, I really like, uh, like we're going back to um, how we're just such big Beatles fans. Uh-huh. I was, I, I made that as like a Beatles kind of uh-huh. reference. You know, I try to, even the music video, uh, once it comes out, it's got this like yellow submarine type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. It. I got a little sneak so, peek yeah, of the cover. Really yeah. My Beatles shout out in a way i love that kind of like a psychedelic type of song but right yeah we had a lot of fun making that video that's another one i did with my friends and we just shot it out in joshua tree and then where else (laughs) that's amazing well some of the lyrics yeah it was a lot of fun some of the lyrics and it's coming out soon right uh the 28th the end of may yeah i love that that's exciting uh some of the lyrics you got me tripping got my head lost in the clouds all the stars how they shine in your eyes. I love that because, again, you know, when we think of escapism, it's not always about, you know, tripping in terms of hallucinating or being intoxicated, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like tripping off of love, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yes. It, so, yeah, exactly. It's like how love could be kind of intoxicating and... Uh, you know, it's, it could take you to another place, really. Absolutely. When you're high on love. But, yeah. Well, thank you so very much for sharing your story, sharing your music. We are going to come out on um, one of your earlier songs, which I really love. But before we go, you guys, of course, can find all about Des Money at desmoney.com. D-E-Z-M-O-N-E-Y.com. He's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at desmoney.com music don't miss out on his new music coming up obviously we just uh talked about tripping um real quickly your father has worked with and collaborated with many great artists do you yourself have any dream collaborations uh dream collaborations 
Yeah, I'd have to think about that. <laughs> so you make that list. And thank you guys. So, well, first of all, thank you, Des, so very much for sharing your insight, sharing your journey with us. Um, it's been truly an honor to have you for the hour. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And Great talking to you. Thank you guys so very much for listening. Uh, for everything we do here, you can find out about us at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. For everything I do, you can find out about me at JuggedJam.com. We are going to head out of here. This is Des Money with Fly. Ooh, baby, you know everything, everything, everything will be alright. Have some faith Maybe you will find You will find The time is on your side You got angels Watching over you Over you So let them guide the way Don't fight the feeling Try to follow it until the end Keep moving every day Will you look back And say that you gave your all Just wait and see what we could be
This episode and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play Music, and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.